Hey, welcome to the Echo Youth Podcast, where we're going to talk about the Bible, how it applies to our daily lives, and have a lot of fun while we're doing it. My name is Brett Westerfield, and my wife and I are the youth pastors of Echo Youth Ministries at South Coast Christian in San Juan Capistrano, California. And I'm joined today by one of our youth leaders, Ben Wallace. Let's get it. Yep. Welcome back. Welcome. Episode seventy uh, one. Episode seventy one. It's a fun time. Um our uh editor in chief. Pawn boss. Uh he get, he texted me and he found a little uh Easter egg at the end of the Let's episode go. last time when we said I can't remember what we said, something about loving him, you know. Yeah. We just missed the homie, you know? You know, just just love him big time. That's all. So we don't need to get upset about it. Everybody calm down. Yeah, stop crying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, big girls don't cry. Um, Except when they do. I cry like a baby when I cry, though. Straight Same, up. It's kind of ugly when I cry. Anywho, okay, so we, uh, we're we going to go into chapter... Uh, chapter. Chapter. We're going to go into chapter, chapter six, 16. 16. <laughs> um, anyways... <laughs> Yeah, if you're joining us for the first time, it gets a little goofy in here. But we're going to do uh, chapter 16 of the uh, book of John, John, the Gospel of John, chapter 16. So we're we're trucking our way through here, I think. Let's it's see. Kind of close to the end. There's what, 20-something? Um, I believe there's 21 chapters. Let me check. There's 21 chapters. Let's go. So, we're yeah, we're getting really close. Um, just about four weeks left after this one. Five weeks? Five, but yes. Well, after this one, four. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, five. Yeah, you yep. got me there. Uh, so we're excited about that. We're and winding we'll, down. We'll figure out what we're going to do next. But this has been really good because I think for anybody wa- or listening to this podcast, uh, wanting to, to know more about the Bible, I think of uh, uh, a series long on the gospel of John. I think it's going to be really good for a lot of people. Yes, because um, it's kind of foundational. Talks about Jesus, and uh, we'll do some other um, gospels as well along the road. Some more of the foundational ones, like Mark or Matthew or uh, things like that. So, um, but we're doing a series in Acts in uh, in big church, just in the kids big call it. church. So that might be something we do down the road too, because there's some really cool there's some stuff, good stuff in Acts. to talk about in Acts. And so, we'll see what we do. Acts has a lot of chapters though in it too, as well. So, yep. But anyways, okay, let's jump right into it, and so we're not here for forever and a day because we we uh, care about your time and want you know you to want you to enjoy this, yeah, and have a good day and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so we'll try and streamline this through. But this is really good, John chapter sixteen. If you've read it, great. If you haven't, uh, we'll give you the spark notes here, talk about some stuff, and then you can read it on your own afterwards. Okay. Yes. So here we go. Uh, so the chapter kind of starts in a weird spot. Um, we talked about this in our in big church, as you might say. But <laughs> if you didn't know, uh, the Bible originally um, wasn't written with chapters and verses and those types of indicators. Um, that was all edited in. It was all just written on these long kind of uh, pieces of parchment paper or uh, papyrus. I yeah. don't know. I don't know if that's right or not. I'm just making I up words. I think the original autographs were um, papyrus. <laughs> autographs. Uh, <laughs> we're using the 
theological. But anyways, so jokes aside, they were written on these uh, like kind of just these scrolls, these long scrolls. So you'd like unroll this long uh, kind of uh, paper. um, Yeah, some of these big ones were massive, dude. If you think about it. And so uh, these the people who would study the scriptures were brilliant because they would um, they would like have to pinpoint where something was talking about on these scrolls and like think about like the like the the book of exodus on a scroll you know or like the book of isaiah well basically all the old testament books those are crazy so it's just yeah so so anyways so some of the if you if you're ever reading the bible and you and you're looking at it and you see like a lot of the chapters have like little um um titles and things like that and if you're looking at why it's spaced out weird sometimes sometimes it's just uh, it's obviously up to the translation on where they put the chapter in the verse uh, but now it's like uh, obviously they try and stay relatively universal so if you go to find a chapter and a verse you'll find it the in same all translations in all translations uh but whenever they decided that sometimes it kind of gets a little wonky so all that to say 16 starts i think 16 probably should have started uh, chapter 15 First verse 18 four verses probably could have stayed there yeah um or yeah even before on 26 so the breakup's kind of weird i would have started it probably on verse 18 of the last chapter or verse 26 but anyways uh we are starting here on chapter 16 verse 1 um and so Jesus is talking here to his disciples. This is kind of a teaching chapter where he's Jesus just, spits bars this whole chapter basically. Yeah, he's kind of just having discu- discussion um with them. So the first part of 16 it kind of opens up says I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. So he's kind of been giving some warnings, telling them that the world's going to not necessarily <laughs> like them. Um and um and going back and forth between those types of things, like in John chapter 15, verse 18, when the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. Um, right? Those types of things. So Jesus is referring back to those things. I say you, I say this to you so you don't fall away. Things like that. Okay? And then we move on down to um, verse 5, I believe. Yep, that's where it breaks up. Or right before verse 5. See, this is, this is a weird break too. So verse 4, like B. It has a really weird break here. So verse 4 says, But I have said uh, these things to you that when the hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. And then a completely different thought, but it's in the same verse, so it's kind of weird. But it says, I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. And then it goes on, But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you uh, ask me, where are you going? So some weird breakups here, but you could kind of just follow along in the... In the uh, yeah, it helps if text. you read, go back to last week and read the last few verses in conjunction with the beginning of this. Yeah, so the, yeah, the last kind of portion of it, oh, I got grease on my fingers. Nice. Um, the last kind of portion of it was talking about the hatred of, of the world towards Jesus and towards the disciples. So that's kind of where that's coming from. Uh, but anyways, this is also why it's really important to um, read scriptures in their context and yeah. not just go... And pick scriptures. Cherry pick them. From different uh, areas. So like even when you look up something like scriptures about faith or scriptures about this, it's cr- that's great. And they'll have some really good stuff. And, and, and some of them are pretty standalone scriptures that you can get the gist of it without context. But I would always encourage you, like if you really like a verse, now go read open your front, Bible. Five behind. Yeah, and read read in front of it, behind it. Take some time, maybe read the whole chapter mm-hmm. um, and uh, see what... 
um, that is. Because think about it. It's like a sentence in a whole story. There's probably a lot of sentences in my weekly messages that you could pick out of my message and make it seem like I'm saying something completely different than what I'm saying, right? So you got to get the whole story. Um, The whole Picasso. Yeah. So, oh, that's kind of a bummer. I got grease all over my Bible. Um, Okay. What? That was an interruption. Yeah, the thing over here. Um, Okay. So, so moving down. So we just did verse five. uh, Oh, verse five. But now I am going... Uh, to him who sent me, and none of you asked me, where are you going? But, verse 6, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, um, I tell you the truth. And this part's really good, so I'm going to read this whole part, all the way to verse 12. It. it says, it is to your advantage that I go away. That sounds really weird, because yeah, you're like, Jesus is saying, wait, like, Jesus? Yeah, Jesus <laughs> it's saying, better it's, if like, you leave? it's better for you if I leave. And everyone's like, no, it's really not. <laughs> it's actually you know? pretty dope with you here. And even today, we would think like, no, that's not true. Like, Jesus, I would much rather have you here as like a living than example not. of what my life should look like, things like that. Um, he says, but it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, capital H, the yep. helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Mm-hmm. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. And concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. So that's like a pretty, there's a couple things that are going on in that. One, um, it gives us assurance that the, the way that we have, the way that we are living our lives now, after Jesus in the flesh, is actually a blessing to us because of the Holy Spirit. And the second thing that I get from this text is that Jesus is very, very clear that the Holy Spirit is not just the presence of God. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit um, is, as Jesus describes it, a helper. Same word that has been used to describe Jesus in other ways. Same word that was used to describe um, that w- that has been translated and used to, re- to describe Eve at the beginning as a helper yeah. to Adam. So this kind of helper idea is not someone, not a sidekick, not someone to come along and just um, be a, a, a nurse to the doctor of sorts where, you know, scalpel, give me this and I'll do the work, right? <laughs> yeah. It's more so, which actually it's kind of funny in context, like the nurses oftentimes do a lot more. Um, of the work, work than doctors. But anyways, yeah. we're not going to get into a doctor-nurse uh, <laughs> argument. Debate. <laughs> They're all awesome, and they've uh, been great, obviously, over the last year with all this crazy stuff going on. But um, but here, uh, Jesus is talking about the helper, as in the Holy Spirit, as like a, a, um, a person to elevate our potential. Someone, yeah. someone to take us from where we're at to the next place, to the next level. Oh, someone... Um, to give us the living authority that comes from Jesus so that we can, um, that, so that signs and wonders, miracles, things like that can be done in Jesus' name through um, the Holy Spirit in us, yeah. leading us and guiding us and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was just going to add my translation. Yeah. It's just kind of cool, I think. Um, in, oh, in yeah. A, I'm reading an ESV. What is what I'm is reading an tra- LT right NLT. now. NLT, perfect. And this one, um, the helper is referred to as the advocate. That's cool. Which... Yeah, I really, th- I really thought it was cool because if you look up the definition of advocate, it's just a person who publicly supports or recommends a particular cause or policy. Yeah. So it's literally just someone, he's there to support you. 
yeah, there to support of, you in in like your life here is to advocate for you to the father yeah in verse 14 he says he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you and that all that the father has is mine therefore i said that he will take what is mine and I declare it to you so it's kind of like this like yeah it's so so the the trinity the you know god the father the son the holy spirit all three are god all in three different kind of uh uh what's the right word um almost purposes purposes manifestations Mm -hmm. um but at the same time so not saying like it can only be it's not like ice where ice can only be ice at one time and then water can be that it's they can be all three at the same time so it's kind of interesting but um anywho there is in this set of scripture uh kind of this um this flow of of um i don't know if it authority because i think they all have this the same relative power. same authority and power but there's this definitely flow of like glorification going on or where responsibility or yeah or even in a way i don't or advocation is like what we're going back to the last word so mm-hmm. basically the holy spirit is is the bridge between us and jesus jesus is the bridge between us and the and and god right and so it's kind of this like i don't know it's kind of this weird flow but because it says he will glorify me and then it talks about how all that the father has is mine so it's kind of jesus saying that i because jesus always talks about him glorifying the father and then he talks about the holy spirit glorifying jesus here it's kind of an interesting thing i don't know i don't i don't know that there's like a huge theological stance there it just stood out to me um so maybe we could do more research on that and see what that (laughs) that's kind of talking about um but it is a little bit interesting to me. So moving down, uh, let's skip a little while down. So the next part, um, kind of talking about sorrow turning into joy. Uh, and in verse, uh, I believe it's 20, kind of like, oh yeah, 20. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. Uh, this is when Jesus leaves. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. And this is a really cool analogy. Uh, because it is what Danielle and I are going to be experiencing in a couple of months. But it says, when a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human uh, being that a human being has been born into the world. So there's a couple of things there too. It's like kind of this a uh, good example of when Jesus died on the cross when he left. Uh, he came back and then he left again. Yeah. Uh, they kind of had this feeling just like a woman gave birth for it. It's like, Oh, that's painful. Like I don't want to go through this, but they know that the the other side is going to be going to be wonderful and worth it. And so then, um, and then just like once you get to the other side, you almost kind of forget the process that you had to go through. Um, and the other stuff that stands out to me, that it's kind of just fun to look at is um it says you know when a woman's giving a birth she has sorrow because her hour has come that phrase her the hour has come is a phrase that's used a lot in the new testament a lot talking mm-hmm. about jesus my hour has come to this right or my hour has not yet come right there so it's kind of like a a reckoning if um if you will something that's about to happen a a catalyst or a let's go big word Something like that. I'm trying to use all the big words I have. I ran out. I'm done. <laughs> I'm about That's out it. now. Um, so also you have sorrow, but you will see me again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. That's a really big 
really big scripture. Yeah, that has more implications than we think. Yeah, that's something Danielle and I have been talking about a lot is that kind of last phrase, and no one will take your joy from you. And so if you're listening to us on the Echo Youth Podcast right now, one thing I want to tell you is that no one can take your joy away from you. You either give it away or you or you keep it. So what I mean by that is like oftentimes, especially in today's culture, we are blaming too much stuff on other people. We're giving the devil too much credit. We're giving other people too much control over our emotions. Yeah. And the Bible says here that your joy uh, will not, uh, and no one can take away your joy from you. Obviously, this is in the context of the disciples specifically after um, all this kind of stuff happens and the whole the Holy Spirit is left with them. But I think it's I think it rings true for us too that the joy of the Lord, which is our strength, that that can't be taken away from us. Sure, yeah. we can give it up, we can give it to people, and can't be stolen, but it can be given. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> forfeited so, rather. Forfeited, yeah. Not that's that's a much better word. Not not given. Yeah, not given. I'm not giving people can, yeah. joy. I can't. Exactly. Um, that's kind of a positive sense to in a way, but forfeits. Yeah, it's a better word. More of a negative sense to use. Giving it away. So, but yeah, so live life joyful, man, and, and be happy. And, and, and everyone's like, wow, Brett, say be happy. That's, you know, easier said than done. <laughs> Real profound. Yeah. But like, but also at the same time, like it, it, it's true. Like I am the, I'm the author of my own faith and my own life and my own like stuff. Right. And, and yeah. God is leading and I can, I can give control to God or I can take my own life in my own hands. We see a lot of people do that and doesn't end up good. So I make those types of decisions. And if I make the decision to make God the author of my life and the, and the kind of, um, the, the leader and the shepherd of my, of my soul, then I'll find myself being joyful and happy in all circumstances, no matter what's going on. The Bible talks about even being joyful in tribulation and being joyful in persecution and things like that. And that's like so countercultural. Yeah. And in this set of scripture here in, in chapter 16, Jesus is talking Extremely about cultural. Yeah. Jesus is talking about when the disciples will die. He doesn't say like, like, and he says like when they kill you, like they will be like, right. It's like this very morbid thing. And like, yeah. if you're thinking about that, it's like, man, well, why is Jesus saying this or whatever? But, but Je- there, there's this like kind of hope and, and this drive that's in these, uh, disciples, and then we see it in the Book of Acts later on, in the in the new um, kind of Christians or people of the way at that at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like this drive and this zeal uh, for Jesus that's like kind of un- unbreakable. And so, live your life in that way that no one can disturb your peace, no one can can take your joy, no one can do those types of things. And so, because um, God is good all the time, no matter what. Amen. Um, okay, so, and then it says right. Uh, in verse 23, truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give to you. And then the last portion, uh, I'll just kind of read one scripture because it kind of sums up the whole thing. But run it. the last scripture, and then we're done here in this chapter. The last scripture of the chapter, verse 33, says, I have said these things to you. And this is one of my favorite scriptures. I've been using this in my messages a lot recently. But it says... I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Amen. So the whole kind of set of scripture there. Nice I just dog. knocked things over in here. Sorry. That whole set of scripture in chapter 16 is really Jesus let, letting everybody know like what's going to happen. Like He's kind of foreshadowing the future of like, I'm going to leave. 
Um, but that's okay because it's going to be better because I'm going to leave a helper with you, the Holy Spirit. I'm going to replace myself. <laughs> yeah, and then and then he's telling them like, hey, it's it's not going to be it's not going to be easy. It's not like th- there's going to be hardship, like almost birthing pains in these early stages. But like, don't let anybody take away your joy. Is what he's saying here. And then at the end, he's saying like, hey, things are going to get scary. The world and if we remember in chapter 15, he talks about how the world hates them and, and is going to hate them. And so he follows that up in chapter 16 with this last line saying that the world will have tribulation, but take heart, I've already overcome the world. So there's some really cool inspirational kind of like um, things going on here that Jesus is saying that can really give us hope and in, in, in peace in, in hard times. So take that, take heart. He's overcome the world, all that good stuff. Anything Amen. to close it out, Benji? Nah, dog, I think you pretty much nailed it right there. One of my favorite parts... I guess there is a little something. One of my favorite parts in uh, the whole chapter, it's the most simple thing, but kind of profound if you really think about it. In verse 31, um, this is kind of after Jesus broke all that down. He said, um, talk to the, um, go to the father in my name, all that kind of stuff. And then the disciples were like, oh, at last you finally spoke plainly. Now we understand what you're saying. And then verse 31, he just says, do you finally believe? Yeah, that's good. If you you could take that into any part of your life, man, like literally anything, just ask yourself, man, do I do I finally believe? <laughs> like, yeah, it's good. It's kind of something that stuck with me for a while. There's a lot of times in my life where stuff goes horrible, and I'm like, man, do do I really believe what I preach all the time? Yeah, and well, it's interesting because like in in before that or in that kind of chapter, Jesus talks about how he's been speaking in figures of speech for mm-hmm. a, a while and he's going to start speaking yeah, he's like, more plainly I've been coding this whole thing. For yeah. He said, so I'm going to speak more plainly about the father. So you really know who he is. And so, um, but that's also something to, Oh, I was going to, I was going to hold on real quick. One more thing. One more Find thing, it. One dog. Thing. I was going to say this and I forgot to say it, but one of the first things we talked about, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, verse four, kind of the back half of it. I do not say these things to you. I did, or I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. So there's a lot of people that yeah. um, are going around right now in today's age. Well, Jesus didn't say this. Jesus didn't say this. Jesus didn't say this. There's a lot of things that Jesus didn't say because he was with the disciples. And so we have to remember that these books are the recollection from the disciples of Jesus's words, of what he's been saying and how he lived. And then we also have to remember the verse yeah. that says, um, it says in John. Yeah. And th- we have, we have to remember how, how Jesus is referred to as the word in the beginning of John, the, mm-hmm. the word was with God, the word was God. And then, and then the word became flesh. And the, so the word is Jesus. So I am here to <laughs> count, to, to set the record straight yeah. that, um, there are physical words of Jesus in the gospel, but every word in this great book is the words of Jesus. Amen. Um, and it and it literally is the manifestation of who he is. So, it also uh, says, sorry, just to add, add even it. more to that. I'm pretty sure it's in the book of John. It says John writes, "Hey, and these are literally this isn't everything that Jesus said to us because if yes, I wrote yeah, down yeah. everything, <laughs> this book would be." 20 times longer. Yeah. So this is just kind of the key points to, to everything Jesus taught the disciples. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm sure there's a lot behind closed doors that went down. Yeah. Basically what I'm saying here is a lot of people for nowadays, for some reason are separating Jesus's physical words from the rest of the Bible. Um, yeah. As, uh, as like a, a talking point for certain things that 
that the other words in the Bible speak against, but Jesus didn't necessarily come out and speak against it on his own. And so mm-hmm. basically what I'm saying is the entire Bible, the entire book, Old cover Testament to cover, to is God-inspired word of God, right? The whole thing. And yeah. so we have to take all of it. Um, and the, th- the thing that's beautiful about that is that there are some things in the Bible that I struggle with, that you will struggle with, that you like, don't understand. Yeah. Um, but if we fully understood God, he wouldn't be God, right? Exactly. So, um, it's pretty cool stuff. But anyways, all right, let's move on to the let's draft. Go. We ran a little bit late on that. That's a good um, word there, buddy. But there are some good stuff in there. Ben, explain the draft, and then okay. we'll get into it. We'll have some fun. First of all, I won last draft. Thank you all to my fans. And uh, you guys are just really helping me come back right now. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, so this week, we came up with a kind of goofy idea here. We're going to take celebrities, okay? Celebrities. Celebrities. And we're going to pick them as our teammates in five of our favorite sports yeah. and one eSport. <laughs> All right. So the five are spike ball, cornhole, a 2v2 like basketball. Who's your basketball teammate? Golf. Who's your golf partner? And then smash bros. We'll play some Mario. Yep. So yep. like I mentioned, we're going to each pick one celebrity to be our teammate in each of those five. And then you just vote whoever you think's team is better. Yeah. We're kind of, this is kind of a We're draft. branching out. We're branching out. We're trying to get creative. We're running out of ideas. But this is going to be fun. The part of the reason I, that we thought about this uh, draft is because we're going to summer camp next week. Yeah. So I feel like next week's episode, we got to do some sort of summer camp draft. Maybe like yeah, best things about summer camp or summer camp. Worst things about summer camp. Or, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll have to figure it out. Uh, but anyway, so when when we go to summer camp, there's always games to play and always fun things. And you always have you got you got to find your partner. You got to find the you gotta have partner. the dream partner. So for these games that we like to play all the time, we're gonna pick our best celebrity teammate. Yep. And uh, it's gonna be good. We're all right. To work each other. Right. Rochambeau. Yep. Rochambeau. Rochambeau. I got him. Yeah, let's me. go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You didn't even notice at first. I didn't. Haha. I flipped Darn. around the process yeah, on you, did. I buddy. Was like, he went scissors. Rock beat scissors. And he went paper. <laughs> He's in my head. Around. I'm in his head, folks, living rent free. <laughs> I got to catch a dub every once in a while. I've been like four losses yeah, the last in a few row. I took. Yeah. All right. So my first overall And you can pick, pick in any order. Yeah, in like any order. done before. So you state your sport and then your teammate. I'm actually gonna okay. I gotta win, so I'm 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 gonna play the game a little bit here. <laughs> okay. So my first overall pick is gonna be my Smash Bros. Uh, okay. teammate, and my Smash Bros. teammate is gonna be Ninja. I'm oh. going for the votes here. Ninja. Ninja, the professional Fortnite gamer. gamer. That's a big one. Has he switched to Warzone yet, or is he still playing Fortnite? Or do you know? I, I don't really no follow him anymore. I don't watch him at all. Anyways, but I'm sure. I've never be, even watched him in his heyday, to be honest. I'm sure he'd be like. Oh, he was gross at Fortnite. Look, I've seen clips of him, but I never like watched his um, stream. I think the best in their heyday was like Tfue or whatever his name Tfue, was. But yeah, he was kind of a jerk. So, anyways, I'm well, taking best Ninja. Streamer. Sixteen-year-old kids beat him in World yeah. League. I'm talking. Uh, I'm taking Ninja. I feel like he'd be pretty good at if I gave him some time to practice Smash Bros. I feel like he'd be pretty awesome at it. So we're gonna win. We're gonna win a tournament. That Smash is a Bros. very tournament. good one. There's my first pick. All right, I'm going with. Cornhole 101. Uh oh. I'm picking Patty Ice. Patty Mahomes is going to be my teammate throwing dots. Okay. 
We went. We have similar ideas. I'll pick mine next, so you know. Okay. We have similar ideas. Well, you can say it. I can't pick it. Uh, well, hold on. We'll just go through the process a little bit. All right. All we right. had similar ideas of picking athletes. Um, in, yeah, uh, I feel like he's tossing dots. He could throw a little bag in a hole. Yeah. So okay. So I'll pick mine. So my cornhole pick. Okay. It's kind of similar. They could be brothers. Okay. I'm picking Steph Curry. That's a really good one. To yeah. drop some buckies in cornhole. Yeah. Steph Curry. Also, I didn't want you to pick him for basketball, so I made sure to take him out with that one. So Yeah, well, I can tell you right now, I had him on my basketball Let's team. Let's go. So Steph Curry's my cornhole partner. I feel like he's going to be... He'd be gross at cornhole. He'd be really good, really, really good. That's so really you got Patty one. Mahomes. I got Steph Curry. It's going to get competitive. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to be on the sidelines. If this is our teammate, we're just watching no, I'm honestly probably better at, than both of them at Cornhole, so it's fine. I'm probably better than all of my team at anything. But <laughs> <laughs> I just had to give some charity workout. All right, what's your next pick? Okay, my next pick. So we both, while he's thinking about this, we both have Cornhole off the table. I picked Smash Bros already. He's got to I'm going to go with <laughs> the lights just turned off in our room. Ah! Give me one sec. Oh, he got it. We're good. He got it. I had to get up and trick the sensor. In the church, the lights are sense are motion On sensors, a sensor, so they yeah. turned off. It's kind of that scary. was kind of spooky. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go with spike ball. I said right. Yeah, I'm gonna go with this is gonna be out of left field. I'm gonna go with Serena Williams. Ooh, I think that's she's a, good, a pro my, tennis player. Okay, I gotta pick my spike ball <laughs> pick next too because my spike ball pick's gonna be out of left field as well. So you said Serena Williams. Yeah. That's a really okay, good Okay, I think she'd be nasty. Professional tennis player. Spike ball's not really like tennis, but I feel like she just has the reflexes. She's running across the tennis court yeah. in singles, and I feel like that's she could true. get a mean pass off in a shot. That's true. That's true. I feel like she'd be kind of gross. I think that's a good pick. I think tennis and spike ball coordinate kind of well because it's all reflexes. I think they do. And the other thing is, so here's here's my theory. And she's in way better shape than me. So, <laughs> so I got to be honest. So we've played spike ball with a lot of people. Some better than others. Yeah. One thing I will say, because everyone has a starting point. Everyone starts off either like really bad or like pretty decent. No one starts off good. Yeah, literally nobody. It's uh, impossible. But I will say, and this isn't just me being biased, but one of the better like starting people I, we've played with is probably my wife, Danielle. And yeah, like, no, like she doesn't gross. ever play and like she'll hop in and like actually hold her own. Like she'll be pretty good. But here's my theory. Uh, because spike, I think spike ball takes more finesse than we think it does. Yeah. And I think girls are better at the finesse aspect than guys are, if I'm being real. That's fine. That's fair. So I think maybe the power shots are going to be better from the guys a lot of times. But the but, setups and little finesse But Danielle's trick passes shots. and things like that are like really good. She's like really natural at that. So I think, I think you're on the right track. Let's go. With Serena Williams, because I think she'd be really good. Are you going to so, pick yours? Yes. This was really hard, but I'm going to. Spike I'm, ball was hard. I'd. I'll, lucky I thought of that. One. I had four picks. I'll tell you what they are after I pick. Okay. But I'm gonna pick Hope Solo, who's the USA soccer team's goalie. Okay. Um, another a women an, a yeah, women's USA soccer Yeah, that's another really good team. one. So reaction time is a one. Yeah, reaction time, hand eye coordination. Hand eye coordination's unbeatable. Right. So I'm thinking about when someone's slamming a shot off. No, she'll she stop at point boom blank. and throw it up in the air and pass it. You know what I mean? I feel like she's gonna be really good. Hope Solo. Yeah, that's a really good choice. So. I that was I was I was in, it was interesting that you picked Serena Williams because I was thinking kind of creative on my spike ball teammate as well. Yeah, that's the I, only one that kind of stumped me to be honest. Mm -hmm. 
Because we play it every like, week. There's professional spike ball players, but nobody knows who they are. So yeah, they got to earn our respect. You know what I mean? Yeah, so Serena literally. Williams has earned it, and so has Hope Solo. Yeah, My other picks that. for that one were Tim Howard, who's the men's goalie. Yeah. Okay. Um, Carrie Walsh, who is like the famous like beach volleyball mm. Olympian, uh, and then Richard Sherman, because okay, his like ability to bat passes yeah, and his yeah. reaction time moving backwards that and things like bad. that that would have been a good pick too. i think you made the right pick but that wouldn't have been, he would have got too mad yeah hope solo is like a legendary uh goalie huh women's soccer goalie for the usa team let's go yeah so who's the one you other one you have? oh the volleyball yeah i was thinking about a volleyball player yeah volleyball players are usually really good i feel like they'd be good yeah it coordinates well the only thing that stinks though is volleyball players are usually really tall and tall people aren't really quick <laughs> Um, that's true and spike like, ball if the ball goes down to the ground they're going eight feet down to get it <laughs> yeah you should you should you guys should have seen me on sunday i was moving this was big body all around the mind. sand i was diving dip diving dodging all that kind of stuff i had long ways to move i'm kind of taller but anyways all right well no, it's just fun times then, uh, what's your next pick ben basketball okay so we're done with spike ball we're done with cornhole he's moving on to basketball what's your yeah, pick I'm for about basketball? It, I'm lebron i'm just he's gonna picking steal lebron him. i can't believe you fell that far I know he did. I'll pick my pick there too. Just I was gonna pick. Um, I figured you would pick LeBron already. To be honest, I know. I well, there's like so many good basketball players. Like it's really yeah, it's really tough. The other thing though, is he's LeBron's up, getting he's, he's hurt all he's, the time. He's hurt now. He's getting old. <laughs> he he hates to admit it, but he is getting old. Yeah. So I'm gonna pick Kevin Durant. That's gonna be my. That was a really good one. I had Westbrook as one too. Yeah, Curry. I just think Kevin Durant is like KD. he's one of the better. Like, if you're not playing five versus five, you're playing like one on one or two v two. Kevin Durant's really good because he's, he's seven gonna... feet tall. He can shoot like a point guard or shooting guard, and he can dribble like a point guard. And uh, yeah, he's pretty it's, gross. It's kind of same like LeBron's very similar. LeBron's super big. He could shoot like a shooting guard, dribble like a point guard, pass like a point guard. So big guys playing kind of. So it, I think it'd be a good matchup. That um, is a good one. Okay. Back to me. Huh? Back to you. You've got two picks left. I have one pick left. Let me delete that. I got golf and Smash Bros. Smash Bros. I already have my player or my person locked, so I got to go golf. And I'm picking Bryson DeChambeau. Okay. For golf, Bryson, he's on my list. The only reason is if we're playing like. Um, best ball or we're playing like that i'm just telling him to cook it every yeah. time you just hit a safe shot out yeah there. i'll hit a safe shot the best i can and he'll just send one to the moon that's why i can't i couldn't pick him as my partner because that's your job yeah, that's my job <laughs> in and when i play scrambles i'm the one shooting for the stars and then half the time it works and you need a safe player <laughs> so that's a good that's yeah a i good want pick. him to just absolutely drill it over the trees okay so my i gotta pay homage to the goat let's go my golf partner is going to be Tiger. That was my first pick, but he's hurt right now. So yeah, it's fine. Him. I'll carry him. <laughs> um, uh, probably the best golf player of all time. But Oh, yeah, for sure. Hands down. Tiger Woods, baby. So, Tiger Woods, uh, you pick Bryson. Okay, now you got to pick your Smash Bros. partner. Mine was Ninja. Who are you picking? This is the last pick of the whole thing, huh? Last pick of the whole thing. Who, I'm picking Spike Ball. I mean, Spike Smash Bros. Smash partner. Bros. I'm gonna. I went a similar route. I went with a Twitch streamer. Okay. I'm going with Tim the Tapman. That was my other pick. It was yeah. either it was either Ninja or him. Let's go. Tim the Tapman. That's a good one. Isn't Tim the Tapman a Christian? Yeah, he is. Cool. So let's go. Okay, so Dude, he has a pretty dope Jeep too. Not gonna lie. I haven't seen it. I'll have to look. So let me let me recap the teams and then we'll go honorable mentions. 
So I pick first. I'll read mine. Okay. So I've got Hope Solo as my spike ball partner. I've got Steph Curry as my cornhole partner. Uh, I've got Kevin Durant as my basketball teammate. I've got Tiger Woods as my golf partner teammate. I've got Ninja as my Smash Bros teammate. Yep. And Ben has Serena Williams as his spike ball teammate. Patrick Mahomes as his cornhole teammate. LeBron James as his basketball teammate. Bryson DeChambeau as his golf teammate. And Tim the Tatman as his Smash Bros teammate. Let's so, go. So uh, I'll recap my uh, honorable mentions and then you can re- recap yours. Smash oh, Bros, we one. wiped them out. It was Ninja and Tatman, and we picked them both. Yes. Golf, I had Tiger and Phil Mickelson. And I picked Tiger and you picked Bryson. So Phil Mickelson was honorable mention yeah uh basketball we wiped them it's kd and lebron mm-hmm. uh cornhole my backup if you pick steph curry i was gonna pick damian lillard as That'd my be a really good one cornhole teammate. i went football with both of them i had russ wilson oh yeah patty ice yeah he probably would be good he probably would be pretty gross and then spike ball is one i had the most i had tim oh i already said that tim howard Kerry walsh yeah, richard yeah. sherman as honorable mentions any honorable mentions from you, Ben? No, dude, I literally wiped my team clean. You did? I knew who I wanted, and I got him. The only one I had... Confident man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The only one I had extra was, um, I just said it, Russ Wilson. Russell Wilson. All right, so that'd be, that'd be fun. We'll have to figure out a way to... Maybe Ben and I will be partners in all these sports and see how we score against... Other people, maybe if there's yes. local tournaments, we'll, we'll have go to join, join them. them. Spikeball, cornhole, basketball, golf, Smash Bros. I think we could do good at spikeball and cornhole for sure. Basketball, I need some work. Basketball, maybe. I need work too. Golf, probably not yet. We got to get better. Yeah. And then Smash Bros. If we took if some we time just to practice, no life Smash Bros. For like a week, we could probably be good. We probably could. Anywho, but we're better because of our celebrity teammates, and that's yeah, what it's all go. about. Yeah, let's go. They're carrying so, us. Anyways, hope you enjoyed today's episode, going over John chapter 16, and then talking about um, celebrity teammates for all these different crazy yep, sports. Yep, yep. So uh, we love you. Uh, join us next week. Um, on This Wednesday, I'm going to be finishing up our series in Echo Youth um, called Chase the Dark. Let's go. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, salvation um, and... Um, the sword of the spirit, the the Let's Bible. Go. So to finish up our series, it's going to be great. That should go live on Thursday or Friday. You can listen to that. Um, some people have been having trouble on their iTunes of it, like loading up for some reason. For um, like my dad has, I don't know why I've been, I was podcast? looking at it. Yeah. But so we'll figure that out. See what, see what's going on there. Um, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We'll catch you next time. Episode 71 was a blast. Um, I'm Brett. I'm Ben. And cue the outro. See ya.